Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Hall of Fame will be ballots will be announced tomorrow, uh, so I think it's incumbent on us to uh, make this very cheap prediction. And I have to say it's kind of fun because we're we're really at the point where bona fide fantasy studs from time that we've been playing fantasy might get elected. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, we've had a couple. I mean, Ken Griffey. Uh, right. So so you and I started playing together fantasy together in 2008 and that's yeah ken griffey exists in that universe but i i think that i've i own ken griffey in in the uh league that we're in that we've been in for 14 or so years whatever yeah well i mean on this you know on the list of people on on the ballot today sure i had uh i had some time with i believe i owned an aj Przinski for a little while you know i oh, think yeah, every, yeah, everybody in, in our league owned ryan howard Prince Fielder got locked up for a long time, but he was important. And obviously, Mark Burley, my boy. Uh, <laughs> I owned Mark Burley for too many years. Why Mark Burley even made it on the ballot is actually beyond me. He got a perfect game, didn't he? So if you get a perfect game, you get on the Hall of Fame ballot? If you had a good enough career, yeah, I think so. Yikes, that's a low bar. All right, uh, Papelbon's on here. He actually had, you know, measurable fantasy impact during our early early years. That I mean, that is wild. Bonds, Clemens, Schilling. Any of them get in? It's their last ballot, all three of them. That's, the, that's really the question that I wanted to ask you today. Schilling will not. No, <laughs> no. And I think that he was, he was borderline, and, I mean, he exhibits borderline... Um, <laughs> character traits and i don't i think he's not going to be be going through um i mean barry bonds and roger clemens should be in what is a hall of fame if those two guys are not in there i think they might actually be guys that could get in under some later um spirit of the game awards like i could see i could see them getting like some sort of i they will eventually be in the hall of fame if they're not elected today i feel or tomorrow i feel like they're going to get in somehow. I mean, look at the guys that they brought in. Like, I love the twins that they're inducting under the rules of the game tomorrow, but they don't necessarily, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not better than Barry Bonds. I mean, even if you lopped off Barry Bonds' career before he started hitting home runs, he was like, when he was still scrawny Barry Bonds, he was probably a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player. If you cut it off at the when he went to uh, San yeah. Fran. He might be a um, Hall of Famer. He actually, I mean, if you like considered Pittsburgh Pirates Barry Bonds, he might, he might be in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We are not going to talk Book of Boba Fett. We'll let's talk about it. We'll talk about it in two weeks spurts so that we can save all of our shaking of the head. Because way bigger news to talk about. 
Lord of the Rings, L O T R T R O P. We have we have a whole minute of new ish Lord of the Rings content. Nothing. We have nothing. No, actually, what I wanted to say about this is that I am disappointed with the concept of the show. Yeah. Yep. 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 This is okay. I thought we might tread some new ground, but we're no. we're not. Right. No. No. I was like, you know, people were talking about, well, maybe we're going to hear more about Morgoth or Melchior, Melchior, right? You know, we're going to get some interesting stories. But I, but the Tolkien estate said first age is off limits, I guess. But there's plenty to mm-hmm. do in the second age that isn't this. I, I don't know. Numenor. Yeah. There's, there's tons to explore in, in, in Numenor and a lot of lore. Just founding Numenor is kind of fun. I'd rather found. I um, yeah. But we have we are gonna find a aging Numenor. We're gonna stay on the continent. No Numenor. It's gonna Numenor is gonna happen. It was in the press release. We're. I didn't read the press release. I just saw the trailer. We're but we're gonna spend a lot of time on the continent if it's called the Rings of Power. I know because the Rings of Power didn't. Yeah. None of them graced the shores of Numenor. So we're gonna spend. I mean the the elf rings are boring. Because we know who has them. <laughs> like, yeah. We, yeah. we saw them. I right? mean, Angmar. We're going to spend some time in Angmar, aren't we? Are we? Are we? I don't... Yeah, we got to. Witch King. Uh, I guess so. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. I Would you... Are we going to spend time with the dwarves? I hope so. I mean, that's... that's what I was going to ask you about. Um, not much else to go on, but... We'll see. I haven't. I yeah. I haven't looked at, at closely enough at the press release or seen who which actors are in. Are we getting de-aged Hugo Weaving? I think it's a bad choice. Me too. Me too. But that's that's what that's what happens. You hamstring yourself when the only connected characters alive in the second age are your elves. <laughs> Ooh. Who? I, yeah. I don't even know who played um, Sindar, but Sirden. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Sindar. Sirden, the shipwright doesn't matter i don't know either yeah it's uh well galadriel yeah you think kate blanchett is willing to uh sign up for some uh de-aging of course she is okay she was in a marvel movie i could point uh yeah so did hugo make an appearance in the matrix movie nope okay we could put him in a v for vendetta mask (laughs) they're gonna de-age him it's gonna be a bummer yeah yeah well i mean you could you can do marvelous things with just makeup. You want to talk EPL? <laughs> not really, but we will. Ooh, um, not a good week. Not a good week. So, and it, and there's nothing good to look forward to. All right. Previously, uh, Chelsea Brighton draw. Newcastle beats Leeds. Unbelievable. We can't do it. We we got to put them to the... We'll talk about that in a second. Chelsea, Tottenham. Chelsea pulls it out. Thank you. They, they saw red. They finally saw red. It was like, oh, this is what I need to get up for for a, a match. Uh, upcoming, unfortunately, break time. So I'll reconvene Ooh. with you in uh, two weeks about this. Unfortunately. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we are still on the stayaways. Some progress. So if you wanted to try and persuade me that we should ditch someone, I'm willing to listen. We got two in a row right on Manu. We got two in a row right on Brentford. Uh, we could... Talk about moving one of those two off this list. We could do a live with the two of them. Just see. Test it. Well, I mean, Newcastle belongs on this list now. We can't do worse. Newcastle belongs on this list. Let's take Man U. Let's, let's. The thing is, is that. Third time lucky. As they say, third time lucky. 
I still don't feel confident in Man U. Oh, I have no idea what was going to happen game to game. Same thing with Brentford. I know. And now Newcastle, I don't know what's going on. They don't either. Brentford, I'm willing to put down for a bunch more losses. <laughs> yeah. So if I had to pick one team to pull off this, I would pull Brentford off and put Newcastle on. Okay. I still don't feel let's good do about that. Man U. I would like to bona fide get to the three in a row. Let's let's do know that. what we're doing. I think that's fair. All right. Well, this week let's jump into a little bit of a grab bag here. Mostly some updates, uh, both on some GitHub repository, general cleaning, a little bit of setting goals for ourselves. So take it away. It's on you. All right. So as of last week, we we're talking about synthetic drafting and. I sort of hit a wall in the direction that we're going, which was that I need to know the eligibility of players. We need to know the eligibility of players to be able to do um, more on the synthetic drafting and specifically to combine hitters and pitchers into the same uh, in the same drafting pool and accurately reflect, reflect that because some hitters pitch and some pitchers hit. And unfortunately, the data that we're going off of just grabs all that data. So we could erroneously give some people a bump in their drafting or penalize some some guys. So we didn't want to do that. So now, um, I so I said I need to get this eligibility stuff. And um, our preseason drafting is based on fan graphs, and that's usually the best kind of place to grab. Like I don't want to decide what the eligibility rules are and try to like sort through fan graphs and figure it out or or um, baseball savant. So let's let's go ahead and uh, trust fan graphs um, approximation. Let's go grab it. Now we've done a little bit of scraping fan graphs in the past, a lot of it, but I I didn't know where where I had it where yeah. where was the scraping in like my my repository of code. <laughs> yep yep we we I. I would. I think we've all been there. Yeah, I did this thing, but when? Yeah, where? Why? Yep. So I find I went through and I went to the place where I had set up uh, a repository. It wasn't there. Um, so I went back through. I went back through three computers worth of code. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. Three computers yeah. worth of code, and then found uh, the Fantasy Pros code, which was in. Python too. And then I said, okay, well, unfortunately, synthetic drafting is going to have to take a back seat because to do that, I need to solve this one piece, which is scraping eligi- uh, player eligibility from fan graphs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's what I focused on this week. And that's, that's what I was working yeah, on. But you're making, you're um, making it sound like that's not, uh, not progress. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. It's progress, of course, but it's it's one of those tasks that you hope was going to take five minutes uh. and ends up taking five hours. So I've listed here a what, a why, and a how. So I told you what we need to get uh, player eligibility. This is something. This is a tool that we're going to need in a lot of different um, applications, right? So putting this tool together is going to be helpful. Why? Because we don't want to have to do this. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time that we do this. We'd rather just be like, okay, they've changed up the table name oh. on the website for our scraping. Fine, that's one piece, one piece. But let's let's have this in a in the right place so we can we can change this up. Did did FanGraphs advance the table number by one again? I was going off of the actual table name, uh, oh. and they had changed the table name. 
they had changed the table name and that's one of the pieces that I have in my code is it writes out and I just have this commented out in the code. It writes out the HTML. Mm, yeah. So when it fails, I can go, I can look at the HTML, <laughs> search for Mike Trout, find where the table is yep. that I, that I want to find, go up to the top of it, be like, here's the name. I'm going to copy and paste this looking at it naively. looks like the same thing. Copy and paste it. Different number of characters. Clearly, I don't. I don't know what the difference is, but hey, it works. Uh, right? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've been there before. I used to have a fan graphs that would, uh, that would test like table numbers in a range sequentially because they would yeah. shift around. Like, oh, come it's, on, yeah, 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 yeah. Because why not put your ads in a table? And you've, imme- I know, and you've immediately answered the question. That's, I think that's a better example of why <laughs> that story that you just told about having it print out the HTML, why we should uh, spend time consolidating stat scraping <laughs> than, than anything else, right? Because otherwise we do this same thing three times a year. Yeah, and then you don't, and you go back and what I've done over the last, whatever, however long we've been doing this podcast, it's like I'll go back to the script that I know I did it in and that'll be from like 2018 and then I'll, and then I'll resolve the problem and I'll be like, by the end of it, I'll be like writing the last line of code and running it and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I actually, wait, did I re- redo this last year? Go back to the application they did it in, see it, be like, it's right there. Yeah. I solved it. I solved it right there. So what we're doing is we're putting, there's a repository that we have on Fantasy Tools, which is stat dash scraping. Does that format work for your Mac? It does. No, stat dash scraping is perfect. That's a, that's exact exactly what I like to hear. Now that has work that I was doing pre-pandemic that got derailed by actually having to oh, losing every single moment of free time that I had um, when the COVID nineteen started. Um, but it has tools in it for scraping some of the our favorite websites in Python two. So we'll need to get those from Python two to Python three. We now have fantasy uh, fantasy pros. Um, functionality as well now we also you raised a really good point what we really want to have is one script that does this and one script that returns all the data all the data that we want yeah i think and then you started a conversation that's actually well we don't want to be doing this individually for for each one right so what we ultimately and we sort of had this conversation a long time ago is like we kind of want to have a database of the information that we want yeah just somewhere i i mean Yes, and honestly, we're we're close enough. So I feel worse about taking it from for-profit companies that aren't the MLB, <laughs> right? Or or nonprofit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I feel bad like scraping fan graphs and rehosting it somewhere else. Fantasy pros, I don't know, they're a little polished. We don't have to host it. So we're not hosting it somewhere else. That's not what we're doing. And our, our buddies in TGFBI who are, who are listening to us, glad that you're still with us. Um, we're not hosting it any. We're not hosting that data anywhere. We are hosting our, the product of using that information. I think for some reproducibility, there's a chance that we could be duplicating data in some places. We are, but I would feel better about doing that from MLB, which is why I've pushed hard to develop the Savant tools. But those aren't committed anywhere because we know the baseball Savant is MLB funded. Okay. And it has a lot of information. Yeah, it, it doesn't have the fantasy information. It has, that's right. Weird. It has all but the fantasy information. 
Well, the solution is for us to get bought out by Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros, if you're listening, go ahead and send us an offer. I think that's right. I mean, they can have a decent amount of software, uncommented, straight up. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. extra money, yeah. we'll throw in some comments. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but but going back, you know, too far going back to action items here, I think... Um, Yeah, my vision for the code design would be that we, uh, that we have a place that we can go and get our get the data that we want immediately without having to re-scrape everything down. Yeah, and ideally, it's in some house format where we can plug it into all sorts of other um, analysis tools instead of. For instance, we have we have um, we have the code that makes the uh, preseason predictions, right? But that takes a very specialized format of data that has to come down scraped in a certain way. But that shouldn't be the case. We should have this data frame where we always know what the columns are going to be that are going to be available, and you can pass it through any number of analysis tools. So we really yeah, I completely we need the backbone that. that does that translation yeah we need to well we need to put it into yeah yes every time i run the prediction code i rescrape all the data i know and we can't do that we need that data just we need that data sitting somewhere where do we want that data to be sitting not only because i occasionally get kicked off servers but you know we well there's no point to you shouldn't be we shouldn't have to rescrape data a hundred times to do it if the data is not changing yeah, and it's not because we're talking historic. All of this stuff that we're talking about is historical data. Yeah. So what I have written down here, put together a database we can call from and not custom scrape each time. Yeah. Is that is we we had sort of started to, along this 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 route? Is that are we storing this? Is a database storing CSVs in Google and then putting it together the tools to gum go in and grab stuff from Google? Do you want to actually like? Do you want to like dabble, do a little dibbly dabbly in um, in in um, Postgres, Whoa. Or Mongo? Whoa! <laughs> I, Whoa! I, yeah, I went there heavy. Yeah. Um, I I think I think that that question is not answerable until we know the volume of data. I think I don't actually think there's a reason for us to move beyond CSVs because this this is big data, but it's not. Big data outside of the purview. This is of not CSVs. big data. This is medium data. At, at most, it is medium data when we're we're grabbing everything from um, baseball savant. Yeah. Okay. I I think um, semantics. Yes. I think yeah, yeah semantics. But but yes, I think my, I guess my point is I agree with you in the sense that we're never we're not even gonna we're not even going to hit we're not gonna get anywhere close to GitHub's data limit <laughs> like. Like this could easily be a CSV. So we can save this all in GitHub yeah. in in scrape uh, stat scraping. It could yeah. all be saved oh, yeah. in there. Yep, no problem. It's like a hundred gigabytes per repository, and all oh. all of the data on this is like it's it's never even going to beat a gigabyte. <laughs> like when I when I did the game by game scraping, it doesn't it doesn't hit a gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're not we're not going to get there. So if we can save and we and for ease of use we kind of want to be able to we we want to save it out 
partition it out. So if there's repeated data across those CSVs, that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, I think, I mean, right. So because we should have like, as in I'm saying, we don't want to store week by week data that in like database format that would then have to get to query that that would aggregate it to a season level. Yes. Or even game to game that would be aggregated to a week level, aggregated to a season level. We would rather have daily, weekly, and season somewhere. Yeah, well, we should write that down because if that's, you know, if that's the level of data that we want to host, I think, I think really handling all of this data in not even triplicate, I mean, the, the day by the game data is going to be the only thing that's ever approaches any size. Right? Yep. These, these yeah. CSVs that... Well, pitch data, yeah. Yeah. Pitch by pitch. Yeah. The CSVs that host uh, season data are like kilobyte size, right? <laughs> I mean, <they're>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing in these. There's not, no. I guess the question is, is it ever interesting? I mean, there's there's lots of different ways that you could imagine slicing the data, and that's where we get into the fancier database design is like, well, what if what if we wanted to get everything for Mike Trout over his career? Mm-hmm. Like how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does start to get it adds up once you're like, okay, well, I want to have, I want to have from all the seasons for every active player. Yeah, right. And and it's it's not it's not even that much it's not even that much uh, data. I'm looking at you, Adam Wainwright. <laughs> it's, I'm looking at you and saying, just retire, so I don't have to deal with. It's that. not even that much data, but unless we had a very flexible database. It would be it's going to be some processing to pull that out of whatever format we put it in mm-hmm. yeah because then we all of a sudden we're having yeah a lot of files yeah okay well we've got an eligibility i've called it an eligibility matrix just to pique your interest if you will uh and then it's like oh well, it's a you know it's a table <laughs> <laughs> i i mean anything that's two-dimensional can be a matrix it's good yeah it's like the matrix uh, but it's it works. It works. It grabs it down. I mean, this is something that maybe I, maybe I put together a Jupyter notebook. Oh, oh, GitHub can visualize those easily. I think there's a lot to like there. Yeah, if we get back into the like the thinking of trying to put together like a blog post, code, code post, Jupyter notebook, it'd be worth it. I think that about brings us to the review session. CJ Abrams. I want it to be J- double J. <laughs> it's not J.J. Abrams. It's C.J. Abrams. Uh, he is is 21. He was drafted at number six overall, round one, 2019. I think we're going to be talking Hasn't about... Hasn't ruined the Star Wars franchise. No. <laughs> a second time. <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about a good amount of uh, 2019 draft picks at some point here. All right. 2021, nice. he appears in double A San Antonio Missions, which he's in the, uh, he's in the Padres system. Mm-hmm. Interesting to think about what his future path to playing time will be. All right. Double A, uh, which was the only <laughs> thing that he played in 2021, 20, 42 games, 26 runs, uh, two home runs, 23 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, 296 mm-hmm. average. So he's basically going to be speedier than anything else. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with, with high on base. I mean, when he played in like... Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good average and pretty good on base. That's That's great. Yeah, I think he's he's done a pretty you know he's he's done a decent job uh, across all of 2019. He managed a ridiculously high average so in OBP. So let's see what he can do. Um, there's just not a whole 
heck of a lot to go on, but the scouting report is really good. And it does. there was a suggestion that he might see some playing time this year. But thinking about that a little further, will he <laughs> in the Padres system? At short. Though, I mean, we, <laughs> we have talked about Tatis's ability to stay on the field. So having a backup shortstop who could potentially play another position would, would not be a bad, a bad move. Yeah, do we get any fielding information? No, you don't get any you don't get any fielding for minors guys. But I mean there there is an expectation I think that he's going to appear sometime during this season. I maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean I could see it. I, I could see him coming up. Yes, yeah, it does seem a little bit like a Mookie Betts thing cuz Mookie Betts came up as a second baseman and there was Dustin Pedroia there who was made of glass. So this seems like a very similar <laughs> Very similar comp. So if he ends up being a, a, a gold glove outfielder, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Justin Upton was a shortstop. That's right. You know, that's a fun one. I'm just saying that, you know, if you look at, if you look at Padres sort of uh, fan-style blogs, there's a bunch of buzz about C.J. Abrams could, uh, could make an impact in 2022. Like, okay, well, I guess. Wait, does this jersey say Azacor or is that Abrams? And I'm just like, no, we're not reading it right. Ooh, look at him go. Look at him go. I'm looking at a video of him right now. Ooh, he is going to fill out. Yeah. No, he, he, he's got to fill he out. He is 21, but the question is, does he fill out any of, does he fill out any power? Yeah. I think he's a, I mean, I think he's going to be a I pure leadoff hitter. And the problem is the Padres don't need that unless Tatis goes down. <laughs> Well, no. Well, I mean, Tatis is a number two would be so great. I guess that's a good point. Okay. Tatis is, you really want Tatis as a number two. If you had a lead off, someone leading off, and they're speedy on the base paths to distract. Well, let me see that. Let me tell you some, some reporting here from the Padres. Uh, they've begun the process of teaching him second and outfield. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, so well done. You, uh, you called it. <laughs> well, I think we're expecting to see him at AAA. Um, I, I guess I guess um, watch and see if he ends up at AAA, and then late season. I mean, definitely if we're, if we're gonna if you're hurting for stolen bases late season, this feels like a guy to keep an eye on. He could be. I mean, we've complained about the Padres before that they have like four left fielders. I know. Could can they? Well, he's 21, so there's still a chance to teach him center field. Justin Upton, you've already given the example for sure. For sure, I. I mean, if you want to put a really, really long board bet in, I mean, I could see him being fantasy relevant as a <laughs> as a outfielder. We've done some long board bets, but I think that would be the longest board bet possible. Yeah. The only one, the only one that's worth making is: Do you questioning is do you think he appears in the MLB this year? What is appearing? Is it does he have like a p- plate appearances over under of ten? I, I'm calling like two games. I'm calling appearance something that makes him uh, makes you at least wonder if you should be adding him in fantasy. Fifty plate appearances. Yeah, I think fifty plate appearances at the right time. Because I'm not talking about like late September when everybody's fantasy is almost wound down. Everyone's fantasy. <laughs> um, no, because no, because TGFBI <laughs> full season, right? Maybe those last two stolen bases matter to you. They might, man. Let's yeah, let's say fifty point five. I think fifty point five full season. So he's got a month. He's got to be up for close to a month. Yeah, yeah. 
I think over the course of the season, he could string together a month up. Yeah. Of actually, like, not just being a defensive replacement, being a... Uh, he looks like he could be... He could come in right now and be on the base paths with, yeah, right, sure. uh, with, the, with the right base coach. Sure. Well, let's... So you taking the over? Over 50.5 for the season? I'm going to take over 50.5. Okay. I think, I think especially if the Padres... No, I, you know what? I can, I can talk myself into it in either scenario. Padres are in the playoffs and want a shot of juice, like, heading into it. Mm-hmm. Padres are mm-hmm. out of the playoffs and, like, well, we may as well give this kid a shot. <laughs> you know, I can, yeah. I can talk myself into either side of this. No problem. What do they need Will yeah. Myers for anyway? What do they need? I mean, he's just going to get hurt. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> really bums me out. Love you, Will Myers, but uh, don't day. need you on the Padres. Okay. Who are we doing next? We are going to talk about Royce Lewis. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're stuck to you, buddy. We're stuck to you, too. Hey!